Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to episode 14 of season two of Armchair Donkeys, brought to you by the Believe Network, the number one network for podcast professionals. Bob, we had a pretty special guest teed up, but things fell through last minute, so it's just us today. We made it to championship week, but before we get to that, we've got potential huge happenings in Colorado. CU Athletic Director Rick George is swinging for a home run hire at head football coach in Boulder. George has said that he will make his his announcement soon, and it looks like Coach Prime's landing spots are down to Colorado, Southern Florida, Cincinnati, or a possible return to Jackson State. Let's talk a little bit about what this hire would mean for Buffs Nation, Bob. Well, I mean, it, it'd be instant credibility, right? It'd be, a, it'd be a home run. It would be an attractive transfer portal destination. I think it would fire up donors. It would bring dollars back immediately to the university. Um, I just think, I mean, it's, the, it's what the University of Colorado needs right now, Um we need to make a hire that's going to be a splash that's going to make, put it back on the map. Even if it's not about actual football games yet, something that uh, makes them interesting. I mean, hell, at least they're being talked about on ESPN and all these sports shows again. Um, Even though, you know, some people are saying it's a bad decision for coach Sanders to come here to be, to be the head coach at CU. But you know, I think you look at it where you got USC and UCLA potentially, you know, that's they're they're out the door. So, um, you know, it just opens up that that conference to be, you know, it makes it more winnable. And so if he could get the type of guys he was recruiting at Jackson State with the, the support that is there at CU, if it can if people will rally around it. And I think they will rally around a hire like that. Um it, it makes it a different place immediately than it has been the last, you know, 15 awful years. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about real quick about what that does for Dion. If he does come to Boulder, I mean, Dion's a competitive guy. Uh, he gets a shot. Caleb Williams has to come back next year. He gets a shot at Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. If he comes to see you. So everybody that's out there that's saying that it's not a good fit for him. I think they're, they're, they're way off basis there because uh, the game has changed since you and I played uh, the, the transfer portal and the NIL opportunities are way different than, than when we played And And Dion, you know, he's, we know he's going to be able to recruit, but he also brings overnight brand appeal and NIL, NIL opportunities for the players at CU that really don't exist right now. You know, I, I got to tell you a quick story, Bob, before we get to betting, in 1994, I was 15 years old, living in the Bay Area when Dion was with the 49ers. And my pop had a great pal who owned a, a car dealership on Stevens Creek Boulevard in San Jose. And he traded Dion a brand new Mercedes Benz for 10 autographed footballs. <laughs> well, 
I ended up with one of these footballs, and here it is. Uh, you can see that it's it's the authentic uh, 49ers signature football uh, from the season that they won um, the Super Bowl against the Chargers. Got Dion's uh, autograph right there on it. And uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Considering that primetime was name, image, and likeness long before they gave it an acronym, if the news comes through in our favor and Coach Prime ends up in Boulder, I'm going to donate this football to Buffs for Life uh, so that they can auction it off to raise money for our NIL program. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, when you look at the other opportunities, right, I get South Florida just because of its ties to Florida, right? But it's South Florida. And I'm not saying CU has been something that's attractive, but I don't think Cincinnati's a great fit. I don't, and I don't even know if he's the top guy for that job with the news, some of the news that's being reported. Um, I think his competitiveness makes CU attractive to him because he can be the guy that could come in and, and do his stuff and return this place back to where it's capable of being. Um, so Saturday night, Sunday, you know, we could all be really excited or we could be really pissed off because he chooses somewhere else. And then we're scrambling to figure out who we're going to hire as the, as the next head coach. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I'm with you, Bob, it'll be a major letdown, uh, for buff nation. If we don't, if we don't get him, because, uh, we'll be back to ground zero there. Fingers crossed. We get it done. Yeah. And you know what? There's a lot of excitement. I don't know if you turned on the hoops game last night, CU hoops game, but yeah. I mean, everything was, you know, all the signs were about CU football and Coach Prime, come to Boulder, Dion, come to Boulder. So, um, I mean, it would just be a, a immediate amount of energy, you know, thrusted into this community, thrusted into this program if, if he becomes an exit coach. Fingers crossed we get it done. Uh, let's get to gambling, Bob. Take us to Las Vegas for the Pac-12 championship where USC is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Utah. The over-under in this game is 67. I think it's going to be a great football game. Um, you know, Utah was their only loss so far this year. That was at Utah. So that's – I I am leaning towards SC um, winning this football game. I like giving up the points. I think they win by at least a field goal. If this was back in Utah, it would be a different conversation. But I think with the Trojans controlling their destiny – they're in the top four. All they got to do is win, and they're in the playoff. And Caleb Williams being the Heisman front runner, um, I think they're going to do everything they can to, to score a lot of points and to make him look really good. And this being in in Vegas, being in a neutral site, I just I think USC's too good. And I know they lost to him earlier in the year, but um, as the season progresses, right? We know this story all too well, Bo. Right? We went. We went down to Austin and got our ass kicked by UT and then got the opportunity yeah, four, to come back. 40 to seven, 40 to something seven, like, yeah, just... I think. Yeah. Right. So, but we got that opportunity to go back and, and redeem ourselves at a neutral site. Well, sort of a neutral site, but it wasn't at, yeah. it wasn't at the university of Texas, but it was in Dallas. So there's a lot of burnt orange, but still it's uh it's very similar. Right. And, um, and the fact I'll go repeat what I said, USC controlling their own destiny having this at a neutral site, I will give up the two and a half and, and roll with the Trojans tomorrow. 
I'm with you, Bob. Um, I think USC really should have won last time they played. They had two key injuries in that game. Jordan Addison went down. Eric Gentry went down. And and Eric Gentry was a huge loss. That's when uh, Utah really started to mount their comeback. Uh, You already said it. We're at a neutral site. Uh, I've got half my promo team and all their squads are headed out there to Las Vegas this weekend. So, so I know for a fact that uh, that Trojan Nation is going to be traveling heavily to Las Vegas. So they will have, uh, they will probably have, I'm guessing, about at least 50% of that crowd out there. Unlike uh, when we played in Dallas, where we had just a sliver, yeah, right, <laughs> of, of black and gold. Um, Gentry led SC in tackles last week. He's the emotional leader on that defense. I look for him to be uh, the X factor in this game. Lastly, Utah running back Tavian Thompson is sitting this one out with turf toe to get ready for next year's draft. I think USC wins this game by double digits. Uh, But for those of you who want to play it safe, I've got a nice uh, money line parlay that we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, Let's shoot over to Boise for the Mountain West Conference Championship game, Bob, where Fresno State is getting three points. The over-under in this game is 54-and-a-half. There's two two good football teams playing in this game. Fresno started out the season pretty hot uh, and then was bit by the injury bug. Boise made a quarterback and offensive coordinator change early in the season after a loss to UTEP that helped them really turn this season around. That said, I think Boise only really has one quality win, in my opinion, uh, in a close one over Air Force. Uh, They got a banged-up SDSU team. They got a banged-up Fresno State team. Um, who was missing their team captain at quarterback and free safety on both offense and defense. And they, they dropped a game uh, to an average BYU team. I think Fresno's had a much tough, tougher schedule in and out of the conference. And they're now at full strength strength prior to some of those injuries. Um, they took Oregon state down to the wire. They were hanging uh, with SC at the Coliseum until they lost their starting quarterback, Jake Hayner. Boise does have a big athletic QB who will create some problems for the Fresno State D, but I've got this game as a coin toss in Boise, uh, and I'm taking the plus three in a coin toss game. But for those of you that want to play it safe, you can look to get this game into a teaser with something like an S- like a USC, uh, push this thing up to, to nine or ten points. Bob, you got any thoughts here? Yeah, you know, I, I agree. I think Fresno State's pretty good. Um, I think their quarterback's pretty good. Um, and then, you know, those guys always play hard. Um, they play tough. And ultimately I, I, you know, I agree that Boise hasn't been that impressive and it's hard to beat the same team twice in one season. So, um, I, 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 am with you, man. I like, I like taking these points with, with Fresno on the road, um, and, and being the, the mountain West champs at the end of the day. Okay. Let's, uh, let's go to uh, Dallas, Bob, where Kansas state, is getting two and a half points. The over-under in this game is 62. Yeah, uh, Kansas State, right? We've talked about them this year. As, you know, they, they always find a way to, to spoil somebody's run that they're on. Um, but with that being said, I think, again, I'm going to go back to the team, right, controlling their own destiny. TCU knows all we got to do is win one more game, and we're, we're in the playoff. So – um, I like the way they play. I don't care if it comes down to the wire, if they blow somebody out, they find a way to win games. And that's the attribute about them that stands out for me. So um, I, I will give up the points and, and roll with roll with TCU. I, I, I think it's also a 
this might be what you're flirting with. I don't know, but money line in TCU and USC together in a parlay um, can, can get you some action there too. But I like the Horn Frogs and kind of for all the same reasons we talked about with SC, you control your own destiny. You got guys that can find a way to win. And uh, I can't just say they'll put up a fight. I'm, I'm sure. I feel like they, you know, they're just that type of team, but um, I'm going to give up the points and, and take TCU. I'm with you, Bob. You hit the nail on the head. I've I've ridden that TCU USC money line parlay two weeks in a row. I'm riding I'm riding it like a hot streak on the roulette wheel uh, in, <laughs> into week three. I do think that Kansas State has all the tools uh, to pull off the upset here. TCU has had some close calls, like you said, but they have found a way to win those games, and they're the only realistic shot for the Big Twelve to make the playoff which is crucial for them. Uh, Quentin Johnson, they, Johnson, they said he's as healthy as he's looked in about five weeks. I like TCU to find a way to win this game. And I'm rolling on that USC TCU money line parlay to try and hit the trifecta this weekend. I like it. All right, Bob, let's, uh, let's go to your favorite conference. You liked it so much <laughs> that you bailed on Miami, Ohio to come to see you. <laughs> It's time for some action in Detroit, Michigan, where Ohio is getting three points against Toledo. The over-under in this game is 54-and-a-half. So the big story here is that Ohio is without their starting quarterback, Curtis Rourke, who was leading the MAC in passing. He got Offensive Player of the Year in the MAC. That said, the backup is super athletic, and he's been very capable Ohio is has a really good offensive line, a solid running back. I look for Ohio to zone read Toledo into a soft pass defense and be able to hit them for big plays in the air. Toledo, on the other hand, is banged up at QB. Their starter is struggling with an ankle and has limited mobility. They tried their backup last weekend who's got a broken hand. He didn't play very well. I like I like this better than advertised Ohio uh, defense to get after the whichever quarterback Toledo puts puts back there. Give me Ohio plus three and on the money line in this game. Um, Bob, you got any thoughts on this match and matchup? I, w- I wish I had more value to add. I know uh, Athens, Ohio throws one hell of a Halloween party every year. So uh, let's I'll, I'll stick with you. Let's do it. All right. Let's go, go Bobcats. They're the Bobcats. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they are. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the NFL, Bob, where the New York Jets are a three point underdog in Minneapolis against the Vikings. The over under in this game is 44 and a half. Um, I don't see the uh, the Jets having a repeat performance of what happened with, with Mike White last weekend. Um, I think that was a bit of a fluke. Not that he hasn't played before in the NFL, but right. You play in a game, you have film on you, a defensive coordinator is going to find a way to, to stop what you do well. Um, and I still think Minnesota is really damn good, especially at home. Um, so I, I'm going to take the Vikings again. I think it, I, I'll, I'll give up the points since the, since the Vikings are at home. I think they win by then by more than a field goal in this one. Um, but wouldn't hurt if you want to get creative, you know, to, Throw this in a teaser if you like the Vikings or or even parlay the money line with another game that you like in the NFL. But I think the Vikings are the real deal, especially when they're at home. 
Uh, I'm going to go the other way on this one. I think the Jets' defense is nasty. I can't wait to see that Justin Jefferson, Sauce Gardner matchup that everybody's talking up. Jets do have some playmakers on offense. Yep. I think Mike White's a huge upgrade. Uh, you're the quarterback, and maybe I'm 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 wrong on this, and I've been wrong before, but give me the Jets plus three on the road. And if you're going to tease this thing, I like plus nine or ten better than I like plus three or four. Um, just yeah, because. I got you. I don't know. I just I, I like that cushion a lot better than I mean, it's, it's teams typically figure that if they're going to win the game, it's going to be by a touchdown or, or, or four points, maybe a, a touchdown over a field goal, something like that. Yeah, I mean, if they can have if they can get Garrett Wilson to play well again. Right. I, th- I saw some silly stat that like his games without Zach Wilson, like his numbers are just through the roof. But with him, he barely even touches the ball. Um, that rookie receiver they have, he's pretty good. So. Um, you know, I, I think I, I just think that the Vikings are too good at home and they'll be able to control this game. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. I just I've, I've really liked what I've seen from this young uh, New York Jets yeah. team. All right. Uh, let's go to Atlanta, where the Steelers are a one point favorite on the road against the Falcons. The over under in this game is 42 and a half. You're the quarterback, Bob, but. I'm really impressed uh, with the way Kenny Pickett is coming along as a rookie in the NFL. Uh, he looked he looked good last week. He has that offense moving the ball against a Colts defense that I think is really pretty good. Um, they've been – I mean, Colts have been a team that, that you, you literally want to take the under on every game that those guys are playing in this year because they can't score and nobody seems to be able to score on them. And I think that uh, that Pittsburgh's defense is coming around. T.J. Watt and, and Minka Fitzpatrick are finally are finally healthy and getting their sea legs under them after coming back from injury. I love Pittsburgh in this game. One point's nothing. That's pretty much a pick 'em. And uh, I think Pittsburgh's going to win uh, win this one pretty easily down in Atlanta. You got any thoughts on this game, Bob? Well, number one, I I agree with you. Kenny Pickett has has looked really good as a rookie, and I think it goes hand in hand, right? I think there's a lot of comfortability, the fact that he was in that same facility for the last four or five years when he was at Pitt, right? They used that stadium, you know, so he just walked, just went into a different locker room with different guys. Um, The thing that concerns me a little bit, I think Najee Harris is questionable. Um, Not sure if he's going to go or not. Um, the, the wild card in this one for me, why I'm probably going to avoid it is if the Falcons can get Coradell Patterson back on track, their offense is, is totally different. Um, so th- there's just a few wrinkles in this game that, that are going to force me to shy away from it. But, um, just cause you never, I mean, if Mariota gets it going, they can score points, but I mean, they've had weeks where they can't do anything on offense. So there's just a few things about this one that scares me that, that I'm not going to touch it. All right. Fair enough. Let's uh, let's do a couple bonus games just uh, because I feel like that's been really quick with just the two of us. We got the sec championship, huge line on that game. Uh, 17 and a half point um, points in that one. LSU is a 17 and a half point dog. Uh, I believe that game's in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's too big of a line for me to ever even look at as a gambler. You got any thoughts on this game? Does LSU show up or is Georgia really going to beat the brakes off of them? My gut tells me Georgia's going to beat the brakes off of them. 
Uh, would you lay the Would you lay the seventeen and a half no, with uh-uh. your money? I wouldn't. Um, so this is we, just a pure stay away game, then. Yeah, for me it is, man. Because it's I'm not. It's again, like I think Georgia has the ability to to blow this game wide open, but I also think if if Jaden Daniels and LSU can move the ball and but I mean they're trying to move the ball on this Georgia defense, so. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, this is a tough one for me to 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 bet on with the line that big. And, and you you feel like a guy like uh, Jalen Daniels. He's a he's a mobile quarterback that gives a lot of teams problems. But a team that's as athletic as Georgia is on defense typically isn't going to struggle with a guy like that. That's a guy that you, you if you you rely on a little bit too much against a team that has the kind of athletes that Georgia has on defense. So I agree with you. It could be a, a blowout, and uh, I wish we had had some uh, advice for you betters out there, but, but uh, here's some advice. Hold on to your money and stay away yeah, from this one. Exactly. Uh, another big spread, the Big Ten Championship, 16.5 points. Uh, Purdue, I didn't even know Purdue was in, in contention in that conference. Um, Blake Corum is out for the remainder of the season. Uh, I don't know how much that matters. 16 and a half points. Another, another huge spread for me. This is a stay away game. What you got any thoughts on this one? You know, I think there's, I think there was a sad story, right? Isn't the Purdue quarterback, his brother, like suddenly passed or something. So he hasn't been practicing with the team. Um, But that guy's a pretty good player. Um, I would, I would take Purdue and the points. If he, if he goes, if he's going to play, um, even though, I mean, I know Mich- Michigan coming off of a high against uh, Ohio yeah, State. And, and that running back. Yeah, I just think Purdue has the, the key. I mean, don't get me wrong, guys. I'm not going to bet on this game. But if I was uh, going to go one way or the other or, you know, maybe throw it in a teaser where you can bump that thing up to, you know, three touchdowns um, for Purdue. If they're starting quarterback plays, which I'm sure he will. I just don't think he's – from what I've seen, I just don't know if he's been around the team all week because they had a, a death in their family. Uh, I'm with you. I'm staying away from that game. I, yeah. It's another one of those ones where I don't touch games where there's that many points on the line. But let's let's do one more. Uh, all right. It's, what do you it's got? A, it's a different kind of football. Oh, okay. The, U, the USA is squaring off against the Netherlands – at uh, 10 a.m. East Coast on Saturday morning in the World Cup in, in Qatar. And uh, I'm looking at the, at the line here, and we're looking at Netherlands minus 106, USA to win is plus 310, and a draw is plus 230. So the last two World Cup games, I've played the U.S. on a win and a draw um, against England, and I played them on a win and a draw uh against iran uh, iran mm-hmm. and uh i hit the i hit the draw against england and i and i won like i don't know a couple bucks and i hit the win against uh iran and i and i and i bet half of what i bet on the um on the on the win on the on the half of what i bet on the win i bet on the draw so i ended up i ended up making a nice little chunk i think i'm gonna do the same thing in this game and, yeah i uh, I like taking the the U.S. outright and the and the draw, uh, just because they played so well defensively, and 
I mean, don't make me, don't let me sit here and act like I know anything about soccer, but um, I've watched the games and they look, I mean, they've only what given up one goal, well, two goal. Well, they give up one goal against um, uh, oh, uh, Wales. And it yeah. was, it was really, it was, it was the worst half of, of football right. that they've played. <laughs> The worst half of football that they've played um, in the World Cup. They they look like a completely different team. And it's how many times do we sit there and we watch uh, in American football? We watch somebody go into a prevent defense and they end up preventing themselves right. from from winning the game. That's I, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this game and I'm going, "What are we doing, guys? Like you guys were on the offensive and pressuring and I get it. You're trying to hang on. You got a one, nothing lead. It's really tough to get a goal in soccer, but man, it was just a complete 180 from the team. I saw in the first half of that game. And, and I didn't see that. I haven't seen that team since this, the team that I saw in two halves against England and in two halves against Iran. And really that was almost a two, nothing game. We got an offsides penalty, yeah. which was about like, it could have gone either way. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like the U S I'm, I got a little party going in Santa Monica. I was going to ask. Yeah. Uh, 7 a.m. It's going to be interesting because you'll have, you'll have the, uh, zombies that haven't slept and they're coming from the <laughs> after parties and then you'll get the fresh crowd that, that actually doesn't go out, uh, tonight and, um, and is saving it for the morning. But by about 10 a.m. If, and if the U S wins, if they win, we'll probably have about 500 people at this place. Where's the party at? It's at the Victorian in Santa Monica. Nice. Oh, right on. Yeah, I'm, I'm there every Saturday. We turn it oh. into a nice little sports lounge. So That'll be fun, fun, man. Well, I mean, you got to think the money in the States is going to be rallying around the U.S. to, oh, at, the, least, to at least draw on this C game. C Caesars, uh, apparently on the last game, Caesars took one of the bigger sports bets hits that they've ever taken because – everybody was yeah. on i think about 90 percent of the money uh was on the u.s and and money's not really coming coming in too strong on the other world cup games that are out there so they're probably sitting there asking themselves why are we <laughs> you're sitting there you're cheering against your country if you if you're the book yeah seriously not a good place to be all right, well, that's all the time we have for you today. Thanks to all you listeners for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please do us a solid and hit that YouTube subscribe button to stay up to date with future episodes. And follow us on Instagram at Armchair Donkeys to catch our plays in real time. I'm going to try and, uh, and put my superstitions aside and do a better job of putting my plays on there this week. Good luck this weekend, Bob. I'll see you next week. All right, Bo. Later, brother. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.